Welcome back to the castle of Gretchen Hexenkopf. Episode 36 Foolish Rumors Since Hazel and her orphan brothers, Wooden Wolf, and a half dozen fairies slipped through her fingers, Gretchen Hexenkopf has been in a most foul mood. In an attempt to improve his mistress's disposition, and perhaps to redirect anger that would otherwise be aimed his way, Snook the Fool prompts her with a general question about her new strategy. What now, your wickedness? Gretchen Hexenkopf considers the query, and as a plan forms in her mind, her haggard appearance dissolves and her beauty returns. <sighs> How many bottles of fairy dust do we have left? We could fill the moat with it. We could bathe in it for the rest of our days. We could use it as a base for a lobster bisque. <gasps> we could... How many goblins could we put to work? Most of them. Maybe all of them. <laughs> Do it. Done. <laughs> and while we're at it, rid Cobbler's Gulch of any troublemakers. What do you mean, troublemakers? The fool has a difficult time with that word. It's often difficult to see in others what is present in oneself. Pirates, circus folk, fishermen, every iron spike they can dig up and any warm, able bodies who might make it hard for goblins to do what goblins do? <laughs> I love it! Um, how should I... Uh, how should I do that, exactly? <laughs> a rumor ought to do it. Ah, a rumor! That's exactly what I was thinking. I've got a good rumor I could use, too. But just to make sure we're of the same mind, um... What kind of rumor did you have in mind, my wickedness? Ordinarily, Snook's incessant incompetence vexes Gretchen. But the thought of her plan being executed soothes her would-be impatience. And she reveals her plan to the fool and sends him on his way. Not but a few hours later, Snook the Fool pays a visit to the chattering chuckleberry tree. This may or may not be true. Oh? And what difference does that make? We were hoping you'd say that. So Snook the Fool proceeds to gossip, to scuttlebutt, to mudsling and tittle-tattle. <laughs> and later that day, the chattering Chuckleberry spies a drunken pirate who's wandered over to the margins of Cobbler's Gulch. On three sheets to the window, skim back. <laughs> Much to my chagrin, I'm a privilege sad sack. <sighs> I don't be footin' for staying put, I got no knack. Oh, I'm three shits through the wind and... Hey! You! Thieving pirate souse! 
Oughtn't you be out on the ebony sea? What? <laughs> the, what's, what's that chin wagon you got firing off in me? I just thought a freebooting sea dog like you would be hoisting the sail and chasing down gooslers. Oh, there's gooslers about, is there? Why, a whole fleet of gooslers out on the ebony sea. So many gooslers. <laughs> I mean. And that drunken sailor doesn't exactly spin on his heels and head to the port of a thousand albatross. It's more of a drunken whirlwind on his heels. But it has the desired effect. A cobbler's gulch pirate having drinks in Three Fingers Tavern hears about goozler ships, and it turns into this. Alasty! Bombs up on your clap of thunder. It's time to weigh anchor and hoist the mizzen. There be goozlers on the ebony sea, and we be fitting to make shark bait of those sons of biscuit-eating horn swugglers. And this sets off a chain reaction. Rumors of gooslers bait pirates, and rumors of pirates going after gooslers suggest there will be ships sinking since Cobbler's Gulch pirates have become fairly adept at sinking goozler ships. Fire! Give no quarter to the scallywags behind. And once the fishermen hear that pirates will be sinking goozler ships, they also set sail for the Ebony Sea because sunken goozler ships, in theory, will mean there will be sea serpents sea monsters, and a smorgasbord of other seafood delicacies ripe for the hooking. Loose the harpoons! Angle that Krampus Wumper! We'll be eating smoke leviathan from now to our dying days! <laughs> Without pirates or fishermen in Cobbler's Gulch, there will be few tickets sold to Mistress Drusilla Maestro's unbelievable carnival barge. If you're a lady with a beard, a man with two heads, a juggler, a megas, or any other verified weirdo. <laughs> That's her up. And so the carnival barge pulls up anchor and sails to the next harbor. In just a few hours, the entirety of Cobbler's Gulch is emptied of nearly anyone who would or could or should swing a sword or stand toe-to-toe against a horde of kidnapping goblins. You may have never considered this, but there's a spectrum of quiet. Not in terms of a lack of noise. No, there's a spectrum of quiet in terms of feeling. Some things are quiet in a peaceful way. Like when you wake up just as the sun rises, moments before all the other creatures who are waiting to greet the day. The quiet in Cobbler's Gulch after the pirates and the fishermen and Mistress Drusilla Maestro's unbelievable carnival barge leave is not the peaceful kind of quiet. It's on the other end of the quiet spectrum. The end that's spooky, ominous. The kind of quiet when you can hear your throat muscles as you swallow. The kind of quiet you hear just before you turn a corner and realize that someone or something has been following you. (gasps) The kind of dreadful quiet that follows a string of nonsense rumors. The kind of quiet that happens when a person can't figure out which way is up and what things are real. Of all the quiet, this kind is the worst kind. And not long after the chattering Chuckleberry let loose that rumor... It's the only kind of quiet in all of Cobbler's Gulch. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler's Gulch. Oblivion and the Blood Moon. In the meantime, you should know that when this episode you've just listened to is released... Cobbler's Gulch will have been downloaded over 10,000 times, which is a compelling argument for stick Manifestation is not a waiting game. It's a battle of will. 
and nothing fires up the muses like grit, vigor, and rolled up sleeves. <laughs>